Good evening, KVBL. This is Around the KVBL. I am your host, Troy Kennedy, and it is Deadline Thursday in the KVBL. Tonight, actually about nine minutes ago, the KVBL trade deadline had passed. Um, We've seen a flurry of trades over the last 72 hours. Lots of activity, lots of actions. Teams trying to fit in that last piece to make the team as competitive as possible. Um, Who did what? Where did players go? Which team moved up? Strength-wise, which team is looking more like a contender now? Did somebody end up selling off? We're about to find out over over the next few minutes as you break down the activity that's happened over the last couple of days. Did we have any trades last minute or in the last second of the deadline? Somebody strike big. We'll bite to find out. So let's take a dive into it. And then we will also have a look and preview of Sim 6, which will happen tomorrow night uh, at 8 p.m. as the play resumes. Uh, we're getting towards the final third of the season, the final stretch. There are several teams jockeying for positions in both conferences. We're going to take a quick look at that. And you know, with these new trades, did any team put themselves in a better position than it did before? So first off, um, let's look at some of the activity that we've had the last couple of days. And this is a July 27th trade between the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder and the Sacramento Kings. Um, the Kings sending former playoff MVP Henry Kowalski, you know, who won a title with the Knicks, sending him to Oklahoma City and... The Thunder are sending Steven Tevis, Ronnie Sterling, and Todd Prosky in return to Sacramento. Um, you know, not much to say there. Uh, the only piece, I mean, potential fun for Sacramento today is probably St- Steven Tevis. Um, you know, Kowalski in, at the latest stage of his career can still add some, you know, bench depth to any team. Certainly still capable of helping out. Um, but Nothing more to say about that. Um, Now, another interesting move in that with the Kings adding three players, they actually were um, forced to cut a couple players, Mayor Rahamin being one of them. Mayor, also a former, um, former champion with the New York Knicks, is now back on the free agent market. All right, next in the trades, we have... Um, a, you know, we're starting off with rather minor deals, obviously. Um, the New Jersey Nets send Rod Beavis a, a minimum contract to New York Knicks um, for nothing in return. So simply just, you know, moving off a contract. Um, the Knicks had a similar trade like that also with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, just moments later, this, these are both on the 27th. Um, Reggie Marshall is joining the Knicks. Um, the Knicks really not sending anything back there either, so it's just another contract that's being moved. So far, nothing really exciting to say there. Um, from what I heard from New York, these contracts were really just acquired in a potential big-time move where more money was needed to make it happen. But I think, from what I understand, that trade um, in the end fell through. I believe the player that the Knicks were trying to acquire at that point was Alan Barber, who ended up going somewhere else. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, 
one of the more exciting trades of the 27th was a trade between the Denver Nuggets and the Indiana Pacers. The Pacers sending Nick Jackos and Corbin Paxton to Denver in return for Marco Ferenc, Ed Hill, and the Nuggets' 2051 first-round pick. Um, you know, we've always been a big fan of Nick Jackos on the show. Um, exciting player, fun to watch. You know, he can light up the scoreboard. Um, the Nuggets trading Ferenc, who, you know, is always going to get stuck behind Boxman. He's never going to be a starter. So, you know, strengthening another position with a player that you can't can't put in the starting five, uh, I think makes sense. Um, so a good gamble for the for the Pacers to get fair and see if you can develop in something. You get a pick out of it and you send, you know, Jekros is definitely going to be adding scoring volume for the Nuggets. Um, trade that, you know, looks good on both sides. Um, so win-win for both. Next, we have a trade that happened between the Miami Heat and Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder acquiring Samuel Devine, um, yeah, a three-time champion with the Kings um, from Miami, acquiring the man and, you know, not really sending anything in return, so just acquiring the contract. Um, you know, Devine wasn't really getting any playing time in Miami anymore at this time, so... Easy, easy move for Miami to just dump that contract. Um, Oklahoma City was very busy the last couple of days as they then traded Noel Brandt, which, by the way, they obviously acquired from... Um, did we miss that one? Because they, there it is. Actually, several days ago, I think we covered it on the last show, um... The Thunder had acquired Noel Brand from Indiana. Let's go back and take a look at those details, even though it's kind of old. Um, yes, we, it was a trade with uh, Jalen Davis, Jintas, James Hardigan, Sudiger for Brand and Sterling. So Brand did not stay long in Oklahoma as he went to Portland in exchange for Marcus Garcia. Um, so a one-for-one kind of deal there. You know, the Thunder are just flipping flipping pieces right now as they can, you know, realizing that they are no longer part of the playoff picture. Um, shortly after that trade was done, they continued and now moved Marcus Garcia to Toronto. Uh, in that deal, the, Toronto then trades Nick Papas, Takashi Kubo, Charlie Pearson, and Hibichi Ornias for the services of Marcus Garcia. Um, you know, going to help that big rotation for for the Raptors and the Thunder pick up an interesting fun prospect and Kubo who is definitely the best piece coming back there the rest is just money fillers but Nick Papas is certainly a serviceable center um, so you can put him in your big time rotation Um, the next move was between New Orleans and Seattle and this was the big headliner yesterday as Al Barber who was shot by the Jazz um and wanted by many, I know for a fact that the Nuggets were trying to get Barber. The Knicks were very interested in Barber. Um, so Alan Barber goes to Seattle, and he tags and brings along Linton Bluing and Philip Winkler. And in return, the Jazz received Norm George, Dominic Satan, and Tevin Collins. 
Um, so a big for big is really the big the big picture there. Norm George has been performing extremely well. Um, we always know that the Jazz had a soft spot for the, for George, and now they finally got the man that they've been wanting for a while. So we'll see how that works out in Utah. Um, it strengthens, um, you know, from the rebounding rebounding perspective. It certainly makes that team better. Uh, he the man can still score. He's going to be you know basically a twenty twenty average guy for you. You will do lose a little bit of scoring with Alan Barber, who's you know still a scoring machine, and that's something Seattle desperately needed to add some scoring. So it's a good move on Seattle's Seattle's um, side as well. So we'll see how that works out for the both of them. Next, we have a move between New Orleans and Oklahoma City. As said, the Thunder have been extremely busy. So after losing Fall, I mean Barber, the Jazz decided let's get his former running mate in Robin Falwell. So what did they do? The Jazz trade Tevin Collins, DeAndre Holland, Dominic Satan, Noel West, Robert Wentz, and their 2052 first-round pick to receive Robin Falwell, Samuel Devine, Charlie Pearson, and Kevin Scrope from the Thunder. Um, Obviously, the big piece in there is Falwell. So whatever scoring the Jazz lost by letting Barber go, they hoped right away to pick back up by adding Falwell. Um, At his age, that big of a contract is obviously going to be a little bit of a worry for a lot of people. Um, But the Jazz are all in win-now mode. So for them, contract length or size does not matter. All that matters is a championship. The Clippers and the Jazz also made a move, a rather small one. The Clippers trade Colin Weinberg to the Jazz and and, and receive Divine and a 2052 second round pick. So Divine within 12 hours had moved teams three times. Pretty big fall from grace for a man that you know was a MVP contending player on a, on an annual basis. Not to mention three-time champion. The Jazz made a follow-up trade with the Supersonics where Colin Weinberg, who now just had been acquired from the Jazz, is going to Seattle for Cecil Abernathy. So those are just, you know, filling your bench kind of deals. You know, the Jazz had lost, obviously, a lot of bench pieces um, with their barber trade um, and then getting Falwell. But... Trying to steady it out. Now, if you look at some of the moves that happened today, um, there is a big-time trade that came out of out of New York and the Raptors. The New York Knicks acquired a former champion with the Knicks in Rafi Muniz and Vincent Lamont from the Raptors and also the Raptors 2051 first round pick. In return, the Knicks send um, in return the Knicks send Harris, Klein and the Knicks 50, uh, 2052 first round pick. Um, great trade for the Knicks. I think that Vincent is a player. Vince Lamont is somebody they or Lamont Vincent I should say is somebody they wanted for many, many seasons. Now they finally get their get their man. Um, and adding the scoring of Rafi off the bench is 
just going to help that team. Uh, on the Raptors side, you know, they get the upside of the Knicks 52 first round pick, which can turn pretty good as the Knicks do have cap issues and the future is, you know, not quite clear at this time. Um, Harris is the younger version of Lamont Vincent, somebody the Raptors had an eye on for a while as well. Um, you know, has a little bit better defensive rebounding, has more blocks, is slightly more efficient, but overall those two are very similar. Um, but Harris being one year younger will definitely help with that core. Um, we have also heard rumors that there has been a trade with the Thunder moving Freya Dreher. There were some rumblings about them making him available short before the trade deadline, looking to see if they can strike a big-time deal. We haven't gotten the details yet of where he went or what could have been part of the deal, but rumor, rumors out of Oklahoma City is that he did indeed get moved and he is moving on to a new team. Um, unfortunately, we have not yet found out where, but we're hoping to have some kind of information on that soon. Either way, this was apparently right at the buzzer deal and a big-time blockbuster, Fred Dreyer being one of the better bigs in, the, in this league. So exciting to see with that development, and we'll try to update you as soon as we find out. Um, there have also been a couple of uh, contract extensions over the um, last couple, couple of days. Um, the one that's, you know, a minor one but important one is Mookie Smalls agreeing to a one-year deal worth $15.79 million with the Hornets. Um, that way, you know, extending the, the big man for another year, keeping that, keeping that core together. Um, and that's it for what we have for transactions so far. I mean, as I said, it's been busy. A lot of sm- smaller moves, you know, not as many you know, block process as you maybe could see. Um, or think. However, a lot of fringe moves, you know, teams trying to puzzle together, you know, adding to the bench or getting that one guy that they felt is is going to put it all together. Um, so we're getting ready for, you know, for Sim Six, which will be will be tomorrow. So that should be that should be exciting tomorrow night. We're moving on with the season. Um, you know, all the Bulls going to continue on their run. They've been playing incredibly well. Um, the Jazz, you know, making moves, adding all these all these pieces, Where they, how are they going to mesh together? The Hawks were very quiet. I mean, they're very confident in their current players, so they didn't really do a lot. The Suns stayed put. The Warriors stayed put. Heat didn't do anything that made them better, um, but they've been playing pretty well as well. You know, same with the Warriors. Those two will be fighting for the four, four and five spot. The Knicks just adding, you know, Lamont Vincent and Rafi. How is that going to affect them as they're trying to hold off the Supersonics who just added Barber? So the Sonics are trying to make the stretch run, climb up in the standings. So that race between, you know, six and seven is going to be really interesting. The Blazers not doing a whole lot. Um, Noah Brand, I don't think, is going to make make a huge difference on that lineup uh, compared to what they had in Marcus Garcia. Um you know they're trying to hold off, hold off the Clippers, but the Clippers being five and a half games behind, I think the Blazers going to going to keep that. The question is, will they have enough in the tank to challenge the Sonics and Knicks for that potential sixth and seventh spot? Um, 
So as I said, Maynard has several races that are going to be fun to watch. The Hawks just with that one game lead over the Jazz and the Jazz who clearly just get, you know, added, added scoring with Barber. Um, sorry, with, yes, with Barber. So we'll see what, see what happens. Um, And we are back here at around the KVBL. Excuse us, we just had some technical difficulties, which had us being cut off from the show. We apologize for the inconvenience if you missed something. Um, the last thing we said is that Barbara obviously moved from the Jazz to the Sonics, which why is the, the reason that the Jazz added Falwell. So the question is now, how are that, is that new team going to mesh? Um, you know, they added the scoring of Falwell. That's going going to help down the road but the Jazz haven't really had problems with scoring to be forward. the question is the defending so we'll see what happens there as the Jazz and Hawks are fighting for the top spot in the Maynard um, the Suns are certainly not out of it but they are three games behind um, just sitting on the team they have thinking that they have enough pieces to to make the stretch run um, you know Bulls and Lions were both very quiet and not so active the Hornets um, you know Added, added Boudreaux um, several days ago, which obviously is going to help that team. So that'd be interesting to see how they will play in this sim. Uh, they are three and a half games behind the second seed, though. So the question is if they can catch the Lions. Um, the 76ers are four games behind, uh, or four and, a half, yeah, four and a half games behind the Hornets. So that's going to be a tall task for the 76ers, who also were pretty quiet at the deadline. Um, the Raptors, who seem to, you know, at best are going to end up with a fifth seed. How is that team now going to, going to put, be put together as they lost, you know, one of their staples in Vincent Lamont and Raf Rafi Muniz, who always added scoring off the bench, um, and we'll see how they fit in. You know, Jill Klein and and Anthony Harris. Um, Harris obviously a pretty exciting, exciting prospect, similar to what they already had. Um, see if he meshes and fits in. So anyway, guys, um, you know, excited for Sim Six. We'll see. We'll see what happens as the teams are trying to go down the stretch run, get themselves in a better position. The fight is on. We're excited to see it. Um, I hope you guys had a good night, had a good week. Get your teams ready. Um, we are excited to see more KVBL action. So with that said. KVBL, stay classy.